0: I-V-M Welcome to Absolutely Right I'm your host Aditi Sarana I'm a graphologist and a high performance coach Most people know life coaches, executive coaches And they give me that puzzled look when they read High performance coach as my title What's the difference they wonder In common terms, all doctors are doctors But at the end, we all know that a specialist has more training, experience and expertise in one or two areas. Eyes, brains, heart. Similarly, being a high performance coach, I specialize in how to take your mental, cognitive and behavioral performance to the next level. I create hacks, tools, solutions and even strategies to enhance each and every person's performance in these areas. Today's topic, learn to respond, not react, is a deal maker or a deal breaker in each and every relationship. We are so used to reacting to these triggers that at some point, we start genuinely believing that these reactions are natural, automatic and an obvious part of our nature. Thankfully, that is not true. Our reactions are ways in which we choose to behave. As the word suggests, we react which means we repeat our act. We simply repeat what we have done in the past to deal with the situation at hand. In today's episode, let's discuss what is the difference between reaction and response. How can you possibly think of any response when you're being triggered by something really, utterly irritating? If you're new here, let me fill you in. Absolutely right, Friday episodes are designed to create an actionable change. With every Friday episode, we create a worksheet, or as we call it, Friday Fun Sheet, for you to commit to growth and taking actions. This is a PDF document that you can download from my website, aditisurana.com podcast. A German-American poet and novelist, Charles Bukowski said, We are all museums of fear. Isn't that true? We all carry our personal histories, layers and layers of defences, numerous triggers and internal battles everywhere we go. Let's talk about today's first question. What is the difference between reaction and response? Imagine this situation. You're walking around doing some work and you fall down just one day before your brother's wedding and you bruise your right elbow. You don't want anybody to notice that you are hurt. In order to avoid all the tension, all the fuzz and oh my God, what happened to your hand? kind of questions, you decide to cover it up by wearing an outfit with long sleeves. In your head, you think you're covered, you've figured it out, the problem is solved. But you're wrong, my friend. Every time someone walks close to you, you dodge them. Every time someone is about to touch your right elbow, you instinctively move away. Half of your attention while doing anything and everything is on that elbow. But in spite of doing all of this for the entire day, you can't save yourself from your neighbor Sharmanti who affectionately pulls you closer to include you in a picture. Before you realize anything, you scream out of pain causing a moment of utter silence in the wedding hall. Leaving Sharmanti and yourself embarrassed with a shocking pale face. Now just like this, every trigger that causes your emotional reaction has some unresolved, unhealed, unattended wound underneath it. Probably your disapproving and perfectionist father's voice still talks to you every time you're about to make a mistake. Or the painful rejection of your first breakup doesn't allow you to open up to anybody beyond a point. Or the memory of your closest friend humiliating you in college is so strong in your mind that you get upset when any kind of jokes are made on you. We all carry these remote controls to our deepest wounds. Now, when anybody, and most of the time literally anybody, presses that red button, we get upset, aggravated, wired up. We keep justifying how our upsetting behavior is about the other person pressing the button. But having said that, we keep distributing these remotes to our spouse, colleagues, children, or even online trollers with a fake ID. Every time somebody triggers you, you react in the same manner. Trigger, reaction. Trigger, reaction. Response, on the other hand, is choosing your behavior. For example, if someone calls you a monkey and walks away. In that scenario, you have multiple choices. You can ignore the comment. You can get upset and angry. Be offended and argue. If you are also not sure, you check whether you are a monkey or not. Or simply laugh about it. What you will do in the situation is not dependent on the comment, the trigger or the person who made the comment, but actually on your choice to respond to the situation. Celebrated Austrian psychiatrist and a Holocaust survivor, Viktor Frankl wrote in his famous book, Man's Search for Meaning, When we are no longer able to change a situation, we are challenged to change ourselves. Between stimulus, which is the trigger, and response, there is a space. In that space is our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. So the next question is, how can you possibly think of response when you are being triggered by utterly irritating thing? You can't. You can't possibly think of an alternate response when you are being triggered in the moment. Like a soldier who can't possibly learn how to build his muscles or use weapons in the middle of a battlefield. He will have to undergo training before or after the battle. Similarly, you will have to do the thinking or rather practice your alternate responses before or after being triggered in the moment. I know what you are thinking. So Aditi, how does one choose response or reactions? Here is my 4D method to deal with it. First, drop your burning coal. No matter who handed you this piece of burning coal in the past, your choice of still holding it in your hand is burning your fingers. So, if you don't want the same results over and over again, then do not use the same method over and over again. Observe what is driving you crazy. What is your trigger moment? Most people are oblivious to their triggers. They keep on repeating their trigger-reaction consequences, trigger-reaction consequences loop throughout their life. They do not know why they behave the way they do. They believe their faulty behavior that is not helping them is a part of their unchangeable behavioral pattern. It's not. It's unchangeable because you're unwilling to drop the coal. 2. Dismantle. I look at people as a bundle of many different traits woven together. When I feel thoughts like, oh my god, I can't stand this person. I do not like her at all. I have learned to pause and reflect. What do I mean? I actually consciously ask myself certain questions. What do I exactly mean by I don't like him? Which traits about him are bothering me? What is he or she doing that is making me feel lesser in some way or another? When you learn to dismantle your triggers, they lose hold over you. You have more space between your trigger and your response. Point number three, daily reflective journaling. Set aside 15 minutes to do handwritten journaling every single day. If you consider yourself a reactive person or you think you're too sensitive, you lose your temper, you feel upset or keep getting triggered by a specific person, then it is a good time for you to cultivate this new habit of journaling. Try doing this for next seven days. Respond to this question that I'm going to give you right now every single day for a week. How will you respond to this dash situation or trigger if it occurs again right now? Let me repeat the question. How will you respond to this dash situation or trigger if it occurs again right now? Take a notebook or a diary and write everything that comes to your mind as is in your own handwriting. Using handwriting enhances the effectiveness of this process. Do not just think about this question and your response in your mind the way you are doing right now. Don't do that. Physically write your thoughts. That builds a different form of therapy. In one of our social initiatives in this lockdown period, we created a free anti-anxiety journaling workshop for 21 days. In case you are really committed to learn this process, you can go on my website adityswarana.com and look for Journal Right Now. It's a free workshop. More than 700 people have gone through it. Point number four, discover new ways to respond. Now, this is an important stage. Do not be limited by your already tried and tested methods of responding, reacting to your existing triggers. As you already know, these solutions are not working for you. Discover new ways. Ask friends, talk to experts, read books, search podcast episodes that can really help you in the relevant issue. Create your bank of probable responses. I didn't know humor can be an important aspect of this response mechanism. I remember getting really wired up when someone cracked jokes of certain nature. Most of the time, I took those jokes personally. It took some time for me to realize that I have multiple ways in which I can respond to the situation. That helped me have a great amount of freedom. Create your bank of probable responses. There is no right or wrong way to do this. You will be surprised how this habit, this small collection, will give you so much freedom. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Absolutely Right. I'm keen to know what were your takeaways. What small action will you be taking today to improve something in your life? Do share your experience and send your questions to me on my Instagram handle at Aditi Surana. If you like this podcast, then don't forget to check out other interesting podcasts on IVM Network. You can listen to us on the IVM Podcast app or IVMPodcast.com. You can also follow us on our social media. We are at IBM Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Let's connect on Wednesday. Till then, happy writing. I hope you enjoyed that show. I'd like to thank our sponsors this week, Paytm Money. Some really fun guests on the network this week. Cyrus welcomed Dia Mirza to come and have a conversation about all kinds of different things. Danny Morrison was on Edges and Sledges, the cricket podcast. If you haven't heard that, that's always a fun listen. And Raul Subramani was on Football Fall to grow their ever more exciting list of guests. And it's not just that. Ramantra Muk, the old friend of ours, was on Advertising is Dead. Manu Pillai was on the Filter Poffee podcast. It's been one great guest after the other. And with that, we hope to catch you again next week. Namaskar. This is Ashish Vidyarthi. Yes, my friend, these are challenging times. But in these challenging times, we can create something extraordinary. Do take time to listen to my podcast, Begin the Journey. Available on the IVM podcast, website, app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Remember, we have a great opportunity called life. Cheers.